0: that song one more time that says how great is our God? How many knows that song? We don't have the words up on Wednesdays, but I think the majority of us have it memorized. Amen. The splendor
1: of the Our is our God.
0: book of Jeremiah, chapter number one, amen, thank you, again, the musicians, wonderful job, hallelujah, Jeremiah chapter one, verse number four, it says, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Amen. And I want to uh, talk tonight for a few moments on spiritual formation, spiritual formation. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's put them down. Amen. Let's lift up our hands. Let's close our eyes. And let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight, to, to speak to our church. God, I thank you for this, this service here tonight. God, I thank you for the people of God that have gathered together in this place to worship you, to magnify you, God. I'm asking you tonight to, to speak to your people, God. Give you the words to speak, Lord. God, I'm asking for the unction of the Holy Ghost to be upon Me tonight, God, to do your work here tonight. Hallelujah, God. We love you tonight. We praise you. We magnify you. And we'll give you all the glory and all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Spiritual formation. Amen. The Lord speaks to the prophet Jeremiah in chapter number 1. And begins to tell him before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And we're going to talk tonight for a few moments on spiritual formation. And the uh, and what I have studied and, and learned uh, in studying the word of God about that topic tonight. Uh, every book that you have that's written in the English language and perhaps many other languages is read from left to right. Amen. That's what a revelation, right? You pick up the book and if you're a, if you're a learned individual, you, you start on the left side of that book and you begin to flip the pages. You flip the pages, but you start left to right. But in the Hebrew language, it is, uh, and the books that are written in the language of the Hebrews, Aramaic, uh, they are written from right to left, and that seems different for us. We're used to left to right, and they're doing things opposite. Uh, but that's not the first thing in the world that is opposite. In America, we we drive on the we sit on the left-hand side of the vehicles, and we we get the steering wheel. We get to drive. But in Europe and other countries, they're sitting on the right side. Uh, so there's there's different things in the world. You know, we do things, and we think that's the only way to do things. But there's uh, there's obviously different ways that things are done in the world, but in the, the Hebrew language just goes from right to left. Or you might say, in our English, uh, in our American mindset, from the end to the beginning. Uh, we, we think that, you know, the book starts in the beginning and it gets to the end. But it starts in the Hebrew language, it starts from the right and goes to the left. Uh, and there are many theories as to why this might be. Uh, I believe it. May be accurately and biblically sound to say that God has the end in mind for every one of us, and works backwards. In other words, God sees our lives, and He sees the finished product of what a uh, brother Nathan Hall looks like in its in its perfected state. And God begins to work backwards, and begins to work in brother Nathan's life as an example, and begins to make some course corrections and adjustments to take him to exactly that. That pristine uh, product, that end product, and that's how typically it is that God works. The Bible says, uh, as case in point in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before before him in love. In other words, be from, from the foundation of the world, God already saw that perfected product. God already saw that perfected life of, uh, of what a brother Paul Camarena looked like in its perfected state. And God was trying to make some uh, things happen in his life and in my life and in your life to take us to that end product, that perfect, pristine state of being. The essence of why God created us in the beginning Also, Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 8, in case you think I'm going to isolate a scripture, Revelation 13 and 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. From the foundation of the world, God was already looking to Calvary. And God was already envisioning the 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 work of Calvary, what He would have to do to bring about uh, the reconciliation of lost humanity back into proper fellowship with God Almighty. In the eyes of God, He sees the end product. He sees what Abundant Life Center could be, uh, what it should be 30 years down the road. And God begins to work in this church. Amen. On a Wednesday night in 2018, just like He has it in the last several services. And He... He's trying to get us to that perfected, that pristine state. Uh, amen. And it is a, But it takes spiritual formation that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, one, one Pentecostal writer, uh, his name is Brother Timothy Haddon. He's a pastor up in Portland. And he made a statement. I captured it. He says, Pentecostals are hermeneutic or the way that we extrapolate things from the word of God. The way in which we interpret the word of God. Uh, it must first needs begin in a biblically realized pneumatological experience. In other words, it must first be based. Uh, it must first come out of the new birth experience. Amen. The end product of what God has for our lives must it is realized when we get into the presence of God. When we get into the spirit of God and we allow that. That, that Pneuma, that Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God to begin to work in our lives and to begin to propel us to places that we uh, heretofore could not obtain but because we allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives. It takes us from... From a limited scope of understanding, and where we find ourselves in the present day, to to a last place where we we realize God wants to meet us. God, that's where God wants to take my family. That's where God wants to take my ministry. But I cannot discover it until I get into the presence of God and I allow the the pneuma, the Spirit of God, to work in my life. And I believe that today, Amen. As Pentecostals our understanding of the Word of God, Amen. how we interpret the Scripture, it must begin in a spirit experience so that we can avoid, he writes, so that we can avoid via the abiding presence of truth, amen, the falsehoods of human logic and human error that will try to rear their heads amen as you're seeking to obtain things in life and you're seeking to 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 grow and to to grow in god you're seeking to uh reach for the things that god has in store if you do it through human logic and human understanding amen you will fall short of that pristine state that god has in store amen but when you allow the spirit of god and the word of god to work in your life amen it will help you to accomplish Things that you could not do on your own. It will help you to overcome. Human inconsistencies. And and human logic. And human error. That will try to block you on the course. To becoming what God has in store. For your life. And for your family. And for this church. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart. That there is also a perfect pattern. That is set forth by God. In the invisible realm. Amen. And it is. Uh, Part and parcel of individual spiritual formation and development that we're going to talk about tonight. Amen. Where God wants to take us, there's an invisible pattern of what it looks like. Amen. There's an invisible pattern that you cannot see in the flesh. But until you hear the word of God preached, and you allow the word of God to work in your heart, and you begin to get in the presence of God, you say, God, let that preached word now get in my spirit, and let it be mixed with faith, God, that I might go from where I am to where you want me to be hallelujah there is a plan that god has for our church and it's not some cheap generic plan amen to be some cookie colored church like any other church down the road but i believe that there is a plan that god has for this church but it takes spiritual formation it takes a church understanding i've got to allow amen for some formation to happen in my life, in my heart of hearts. Amen. In your prayer, as you get down to pray, and it begins to change. With that understanding, it begins to change. God, instead of saying, God, give me this, and God, give me that, and God, help me out here, if you begin to pray, God, be formed in me, God. God, let my humanistic philosophies and ideologies begin to go out the door. And God, fill me with the the right understanding of the Word of God. Help me to make the right decisions, the Holy Ghost's right decisions, and not be uh, just basing all of my choices on human logic and human understanding, limited in scope. But God, help me to see the invisible pattern of where you want me to go. Amen. And God wants to take take this church to a place that you and I, that you've never been. Amen. God wants to take this church to a place that you've never been. And the only way you're going to begin to see what it looks like is, amen, here tonight through the preached word of God, but also, amen, through getting in the Holy Ghost and saying, God, what do you have for my life? There must be more for my
1: life. Uh, By my own ability and by my own will, I cannot reach and
0: I cannot obtain
1: that thing that you have.
0: But when I allow the Spirit of God to work in my life, amen, we go to great lengths. Those of us that are parents, amen, and I am am not a pro. I'll tell you right now, there's a whole lot more that I haven't yet experienced. But I'm going to just share what I know. I'm just going to share my limited amount of experience, but I'll tell you, amen, just in a few months that we've had a baby, amen, we go to great lengths like many of you do to make sure that your kids are eating healthy, they're maintaining their physical health, well-being, their bodies are being properly taken care of, uh, you're making sure to, to take care of all the different needs in your child's life, as good parents do. But I'm here tonight, amen, to not just uh, to, to make the parallel, to make the connection that just as a mom or a dad would begin to go to great lengths to care for the child, to care for the baby, it's it's my job, amen, to make sure that this church is being formed in the right way and there's, there we're not allowing sicknesses to enter in and we're not allowing things to, to get us off course, but in this process of being a young church amen there's going to be things that would try to come in there's going to be things that would try to to knock you off course and and would try to trip you up but in this process of a young church amen and spiritual formative stages of growing and of revival amen we've got to make sure that we're maintaining a healthy diet of prayer and the word of god tonight that this church grows healthily and strong. Amen. amen. It's not to say we're not going to encounter sickness. We're not going to encounter setbacks. Amen. But when we do, amen, we can overcome them as a healthy body would be able to overcome uh, certain sicknesses. Certain people amen, that are just blessed with awesome health. Amen. A little cold pops up and a couple hours later they have beat it already and everybody else thinking, my God. I've been fighting that thing for weeks. But if we as a church could become that healthy church, amen. little things that would pop up and would divide other churches and would, and would slow them down and would stunt their growth. Uh, we overcome it with just one night of prayer. Amen. With just one time coming to church uh, and suddenly it seems like, hey, I forgot about that problem. That was nothing. Amen. God helped us because there's a healthy atmosphere in the apostolic church of Lathrop. Hallelujah. Praise and there God. are improper examples. Hallelujah. There's a couple of improper examples of spiritual formation that took place in the Word of God. Amen. As we're talking about uh, a being formed uh, in, the, in the ways that God would have us to be formed. And, and our walk with God being developed. And, and something being formed on the inside of us as, a, as an individual. As we grow up in grace and wisdom before the Lord. There were two individuals that... Uh, they did not get the proper spiritual formation. and uh, As a result of it, they uh, did some very bad things. For instance, Saul of Tarsus killing the Christians. He had what he thought was a right understanding. What he thought his human understanding was the right thing to do. I'm doing the will of God. This is exactly what God wants me to do. I'm going to kill off every one of the Christians. But there was no. His life until that point was devoid of a spiritual formation, where God began to work in Saul's life, and God began to speak to him. And without this spiritual formation taking place in Saul's life, even his life was given over to murdering Christians, to murdering innocent. Godly people, and that is what can happen, amen, if we uh, neglect the very vital stage of spiritual formation in our lives, amen, we think we're doing the will of God, we think we're going down the right path, but we're causing destruction everywhere that we go. And it wasn't until Saul of Tarsus, amen, down the road to Damascus, amen, as the Bible would record, amen, that God kicked him off his high horse, and God began to speak to Saul, and God began to have an encounter with with Saul, and God began to speak into Saul's life. And there began to have in his life that process of spiritual formation beginning to take place in Saul's life. And God would send him, amen, to another man in the church that would begin to help him in his walk with god in his understanding of the things of god and there would be a time of healing a time of a time of direction a time of getting a hold of god in Saul's life and then after the proper time of spiritual formation Saul would step out as Paul the apostle Paul and he would write more than half the scriptures and he would he would evangelize the known world in time amen but there had to be in Saul's life a time of radical shift, of radical transformation, of getting into God's presence and allowing God to talk to him and allowing God to speak to him about the issues in his life and allowing God to give him an identity change and allowing God to shift the course of his life. And we as a church, we've got to have that. We've got to have the time in our lives, amen, where we find a place to pray either in an altar at the church house, amen, or in a bedroom or a room at your house. And you begin to say, God, I want you to speak to me, God. I want you to change me. I want you to be formed in me, God. I don't want the old mind. I don't want the old the old lady, the old man to begin to rule in my life. But God, I must have the touch of God in my life. Amen. It's so important that you and I, each and every one of us, amen, get to a place in our walk with God where we allow God to work. In our lives. And we allow God to work in our hearts. And then We allow God to talk to us. And to address the issues and the faults in our lives. And without a spirit of bitterness. We just say yes God. Help me. Help me God. I've got some areas for improvement. I've got some areas. Where I need you to work on me. Second example of improper. Or a lack of spiritual formation. Is Moses. As he was in the palace with Pharaoh, Moses, uh, he one day saw a Egyptian beating his fellow Hebrew uh, brother. And he launched out and he began to retaliate. He began to, the Bible says he killed the Egyptian. He thought he was doing the will of God. He thought he was saving his people like God had told him, you're going to be a savior. You're going to deliver Israel. You're going to deliver them. And he thought, I'm just going to step out and do it. And nothing up to that point had happened in Moses' life. Amen. Until God began to work in Moses' life for the 40 years in the wilderness, and God began to speak to him at a burning bush encounter. And there began to be in his life some spiritual formation. There was those formative 40 years in the wilderness as God began to work in Moses' life. And without which those those 40 years in the wilderness, Amen. Moses could never have stepped before Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, let my people go. There had to be, amen, times in his life where he allowed God to talk to him and he got into God's presence and he found himself all alone. Amen, he thought maybe, amen, he was all by himself. God had forgotten about him. I don't know what went through the mind of Moses in in that wilderness as he thought, God, I thought you gave me a promise. Until that day when God revealed himself Amen to Moses in that burning bush and we as a church have got to have that in our personal walk with God. You and I, amen, not just the not just the parents, amen, but the young people have got to have, amen, the young people have got to have that 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 moment that that time that, that place before God where God can speak to you where God can radically shift your identity where God can form some things in your life uh, where God can expel some negative attitudes and some, some negative mindsets uh, and some old, some old tribes and some old spirits of bitterness can, can, be, can, can be kicked out that God his presence might be formed the spirit might be formed in us we've got to have it church because I'm going to tell you tonight upon the backs of the group of people that sit here tonight is going to be built a great and glorious church in the city of Lathrop. And it's going to only be if this church allows spiritual formation to take place in your walk with God. It's only going to be upon the backs of you and I if we get a hold of God and we allow God to talk to us. Amen. And from that place of spiritual formation there can come Some mighty things. Some incredible things that we'll talk about in a few more moments. Spiritual formation is what gives a man or woman the roots that they need when all of hell comes against them. In the darkest moments of ministry, in the darkest moments of your life, you're going to reflect back to that time of spiritual formation when God begin to get a hold of you, when God begin to talk to you, when God begin to shake you to your core, and God begin to deposit some things into your life, when all of hell comes against you, and you stand alone before a world that mocks God, amen, God will give you the strength that you need to stand tall, to square your shoulders, and begin to proclaim His Word, and to begin to shine a light so bright that the world can see, amen, skipping, This stage of spiritual formation, it may produce some pretty leaders. It may produce some some leaders, some inspirational speakers, but none that are truly apostolic and revolutionary. Um, While ministry may be somewhat effective without such an experience, no, no world class, great leadership can develop in a ministry that lacks it. Amen. This church can never be what God intended it to be until we allow spiritual formation to take place in our lives. Amen. You and I can never get to where God wants us to be until we allow, amen, in a time of deep consecration and prayer and fasting before God. God to deposit some things into our lives. Amen. We'll never achieve the vision and the promise of revival for this church and for your families and blessing for your families and for your children without it amen it's just going to be something that tickles the ears it's going to be that tickling symbol but never that thing that actually brings about lasting true change but if you consider for a moment the prophet jeremiah as we are reading here in the book of jeremiah where it says before i formed thee in the belly i knew thee and god begins to speak to the prophet and begins to tell him i was already working on some things in your life, Jeremiah, from the very beginning. I Jeremiah had the end in mind. And just like the Hebrew books are from right to left. I work backwards. And I'm trying to bring you, Jeremiah, to where you need to be. That you might be able to stand before the people. You might be able to weep for their problems. You might be able to weep for the nation. And you might be able to be that voice. Amen. In the wilderness crying out. The promises of God. Come back, Amen, into a proper fellowship with God. Jeremiah chapter 1 was not the only place where God begins to reference the idea of spiritual formation, but it's also in Jeremiah chapter number 18. Amen. It says in verse number one, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house the potter's house and behold he wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it why did he have to make it all over again because it wasn't that perfect Piece of clay, it wasn't that perfect vessel that he the potter had in mind. And God is still looking at this church, and God is still saying, That's not exactly what I want. I'm gonna make that over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down, I'm gonna crush some things, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you will, destroy that that I might be able to build it up again. And so many times in our lives, in that process of God making us over, we cry and we're sorrowful. And we say, God, what are you doing? I thought, God, I was doing the right thing. God, I was still on the potter's wheel. I was God, I was doing what you told me to do. And God, it feels like I'm being crushed. It feels like I'm I'm being broken again. It feels like am you're making me over. I'm starting over from the beginning. But God, as a potter, amen, works from the end and goes backwards, amen, to the beginning. God is saying, That's not exactly what I want. There's something better that I've got in store for your life. And it's only through spiritual formation that God can allow, amen, that perfect beautiful vessel amen the the essence of perfection amen to be performed in your life amen when we allow god to work in our lives but as long as we're taking ourselves off of the potter's wheel as long as we're saying god it's all right i think i can figure this out god i'm gonna let it unfold my own way i'm gonna sit back and relax Destined for disappointment and heartache. But if we'll say, God, keep working on my life. Keep moving me forward. God, if you see something in me that's not pleasing, take it away. God, I don't know it. Take it away, yeah. God. Yeah. If yeah. you saw, Lord, as you did in Jeremiah chapter 18, the, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, Amen. God, if you see there's something in my character that's popping up, if you see some inconsistencies in my life, God, God, I I want you to address it, God. I know it's going to hurt me. I know it's going to probably cause me some pain, but God, it's for my good. Make me over again. God, I've got to get it right. God, I've got to get it right. I've got to get it right. And it's so important as we come to God and as we're beginning our walk with God that we come in for His presence. God. Search me, O oh God, and know me. Try the reins of my heart, the Bible says. Now the scripture says now let a man examine himself. It's that self-inspection. God, have I been allowing things into my life that are not pleasing before you? God, if there's anything that's popping up in my life that's marring the plan of perfection you have for me, God. Make me over. Fix it, God. Help me. Help me to get it right. Amen. We sang that old song years and years ago. Amen. I feel like sometimes I'm just stuck in the old songs. And that's all I know. But there's an old song that says, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him six days to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. He's still working on me. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Let's not expect perfection from our brother and sister. Let's not expect perfection from our brother and sister. Do something with me for a moment if you will. Turn to your neighbor and tell them be patient with me. I'm still a work in progress still a work in progress but i'm going forward i'm going forward i'm going forward
1: forward. the
0: idea of spiritual formation as at the primary stage of development requires a certain level of commitment and somebody who settles for nothing less than a deep internal revelatory experience in god's presence The outflow of which is transformative and revolutionary. Amen. The lack of spiritual formation in your life and in my life. Amen. Will produce a life that's devoid of power. A life that's devoid of true understanding. Amen. That just causes havoc and destruction. Like Saul of Tarsus and Moses before he left Egypt. Amen. But if we allow spiritual formation, amen, it will produce, amen, an apostle Paul that can revolutionize the world. It will produce a Moses that will lead a million plus people out of Egypt with order and with decency and they will be victorious because they'll follow a leader. They'll follow a church that has went through the rigors of spiritual formation. God has worked in our lives and God wants to use Praise this church. God.
1: Yes, he does.
0: This could very well be a, a lesson to leaders, but I believe there's application, amen, to 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 every one of us here tonight. That if we, as a church, amen, allow spiritual formation to take place in our lives. God will use you. God will use each and every one of you to lead people, to lead departments, amen, as the church continues to grow and you begin to allow the Spirit of God to give you understanding to give you revelation and there's been a deep revelatory experience that you've had in His presence. And we've got to have it as a church. This cannot be, and I don't want it to ever be, easy church. I don't want easy, church. I don't want to come and just feel good and have no sense of commitment. There's no obligation. Just come. Give my tithe. See you later. I'm good. I showed up. I paid my tithe. But I want to be a part of something. Amen. That's going forward. I want to be a part of something, amen, that is driving, amen, that is driving things in the spirit in, in the spiritual realm in this city and in this valley, amen. Abundant Life Center is not just a church for Lathrop, in case you haven't figured it out. It's a church for the San Joaquin Valley. It's a church for this area, this region. And there's already instances, there's already people positioned in places in this valley for you and I to reach this area, to reach this region. Place first place must be given to continual development of godly individual people. There must be development, continual development given. We've got to give first place to continual development in our church. You've got to make priority. I'm, how am I going to grow this year? Am I going to? Am I going to grow this month? Am I going to kind of coast through life? and just waste away and kind of sail through the last years of my life here on this planet or am I going to make it a point I'm going to grow I'm going to develop I'm going to help somebody I'm going to lead the way I'm going to to blaze a trail I'm going to do something with my life I refuse to coast through life I refuse to be a non-factor on the eternal scale but I've got to do something that has eternal
1: impact in my world I want God to use my life. And
0: I believe you feel the same way today. There must be first place must be given to that continual development for therein. In that pursuit, there is found. As we are quickly approaching closing here tonight. In that given in that first place is given to continual development. There is found the ability To be content, even though not always getting one's way. Even though you don't get your own way. You think, I wish it was done that way. Continual development and giving place to continual development allows you to be content. Even though you didn't get your way. Also in there is found the ability to deal with hurt. Without lashing back at the expense of the overall enterprise, over, yes. who could better yes. exemplify this than the apostle Paul, who learned to deal with opposition from even other apostolics? The apostle Paul dealt with opposition not just in the uh, the heathen nation. That he was among, but also other apostolics came against the Apostle Paul. Which included attempts to literally murder him. But he allowed, he he had from the very beginning after being knocked off that high horse. Spiritual formation began to take place in his life. And he could deal with the hurt that would come his way without lashing back. At the expense of the church and causing division. You and I are going to deal with offenses. We're going to deal with hurt. You watch, though, how people that have been in church a long time, someone hurts them, they take it to God in prayer. Say, God help them. God keep this church strong. And they go right on through it. Those that have gotten spiritual formation in their lives, they know how to deal with things. But those that have perhaps just come into church and, if, and they, have to be, if they haven't been taught and they're not careful, somebody wrongs them or shoves them in the parking lot, peace out. I don't like this church. I'm never coming to church. I don't like this. you all hypocrites. As opposed to someone that has allowed God to work in their lives. <coughs> And they said, I can't allow this to destroy what God is doing. I've got to overcome hurt. I've got to overcome it. It also produces the ability to never compromise the vision while at the same time learning to appreciate and accept measured results which were less than envisioned. We're not going to compromise and say, well, if we don't pitch the ark within and without, we can save some costs, and we're still going to build the ark, but that ark won't float. God has a perfect image, vision for this church, and it's not up to us to shortchange it. It's not up to us to change any of the uh, plans that God has, but to just say, God, whatever you want us to do, God, we're going to do it. God, if that preacher, if the pastor, if the minister comes and preaches something that I don't like, but God, they're giving me scripture. God, I gotta do it. I've allowed some things to work in my life, and I cannot compromise the vision. Giving first place being given to continual development of spiritual and spiritual formation allows for the ability to cope with unexpected challenges, including disloyalty uh, from unexpected sources, dealing uh, coping with abuse, natural adversities that come up, personal health issues, loneliness, and yes, even some failure. When you allow the Spirit of God to work in your life and God can move in your life and things can be developed and formed in your life, in a time of prayer. In a time of, uh, of hearing the word of God preached. and altered repentance. Amen. Getting into God's presence and saying, God, work in my life. Amen. God will help you as an individual to overcome. Amen. Anything that this world will throw your way. And if we as a young church. We're not a small church. We're a young church. We're a growing church. Amen. We're not going to always be the same size. It's not going to always be the same faces on the pew next to you, on the chairs next to you, but we are growing. And if we can get this right tonight, what I'm talking about, there's much that lies ahead for us and for our families and for our kids and for our grandkids. Their uh, brother, Dr. Nathaniel Wilson, gives a diagram Talking about this exact topic tonight. And the first stage in this process is what we're talking about spiritual formation. Without it, there can't be none of the following items of vision, seeing what God has, the mission, allowing that burden to get in your heart, allowing to, that burden that God has, uh, that God wants to put upon the church to, to get in our spirits, to get interwoven to our lives. And allowing program or the understanding of how to accomplish uh, the, the mission. Uh, and allowing that, that that time of learning to get into our lives. And the final fifth stage in this process of growth is action. Where we can begin to step out and we can begin to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Where you might be coming to church on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. And it may be as it was in the book of Acts in the in the New Testament where the apostles, the disciples were coming to the temple at the hour of prayer and they saw a lame man it said, silver and gold, we have none. But what we have, we're going to give to you in the name of Jesus. And they begin to pray and God began to use them. And God wants to use this church in such a way, in like manner. Amen. It, it, when that process is concluded in one's life spiritual formation the Saul of Tarsus killing Christians begins to turn to the Apostle Paul and begins to wreak wreak revival in the world Moses of killing the Egyptian becomes the greatest leader in modern history and if we could stand to our feet as we close amen Sister Lauren would come matching matching the visible that's what you and I see here tonight matching the visible with the invisible is a quest that all of mankind may pursue to become fully human and have complete alignment and oneness with God we've got to match what is in front of us here tonight We've got to match our lives, the way we live our lives, to the invisible pattern that God has for our church. We're made up of body, soul, and spirit. You and I take care of the body every day. We get up, we brush our teeth, take a shower, comb our hair, put our clothes on, get freshened up, head out the door. We eat, we take care of our body. But we've got to also make sure that we're taking care of the spirit, our spirit man. That's why we're here tonight on Wednesday night. We could be taking care of our body all day long, every single day, going here and there, having a good time. But living fragmented, discombobulated lives. But when we do what we're doing here tonight, and we're coming before God, and we're listening to the word of the preached word of God. God is attempting to bring wholeness to our lives. God's attempting to say, hey, what about this missing fragment of your life? What about this missing area of your life? I want you to address it tonight. And God wants to bring this church into perfect, complete alignment that He might perform His will in our lives. And with this final scripture, in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6, it says, being confident of this very thing, That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's he which hath begun a good work performing it. What does that mean? That means the Spirit of God has to continually be there in our lives every day, working, 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 performing his perfect will in our lives. I'd like for us to just lift up our hands and just talk to God for a few moments and I want you to talk to God for yourself. If you're a husband, a mom, a parent, talk to God also for your children. God, help us as a church to allow the Spirit of God to be formed in our lives. God, I pray you give us understanding and revelation God, not just to hear preaching tonight on a Wednesday night, God, but God,
1: that we would...
0: confrontation I'm talking about tonight. As long as you and I delay that confrontation uh, being in God's presence you will dodge and dodge and dodge the bullet to the point that when all the dodging and avoiding have occurred it will have brought about wanderings which will throw you further and further from the mark that God has purpose for you to hit. As long as you and I or any one of us delay or avoid that process of spiritual formation, we dodge and we dodge and we dodge and we we move. No, not right now. No, no. I'm going to dodge. We're given over to wanderings which throw you further and further and further from hitting the mark that God has purposed you to hit. And the definition of sin is missing the mark. The definition of sin is missing the mark. God, I've got to hit the mark. I've got to reach it. I've got to get there. I can't miss the mark. And such is sin, the missing the mark, and the result of missing the mark Is endless and aimless wanderings. Forever just going here and going there because you never submitted and said, God be formed in me. God work in my life. I've got to allow a time of confrontation between my will and your will. That your will could take precedent and could rule in my life. A game of hide and seek takes place among the possibilities open to the self so that if one is agile it's impossible to ever catch him long enough to pin him down. In aimless wanderings there are so many places one may end up none of which are to man's soul's benefit but rather to his destruction. As long as you delay, delay not today Not right now. You wander. You dodge. You miss the mark. It's a vicious game of hide and seek. And there is no stability or wholeness of self. Just a mere loose collection of selves in no seeming direction. Just aimless wanderings as mankind, as we know it today, mankind. As they delay and they dodge and they resist the will of God for their lives, they're groping in the darkness. They're trying to find a way that's something different from what God has, and they don't know what they're doing. They're stumbling because they haven't allowed a time of God to speak into their lives, the time for God to work in their lives. But once, and with this I close, once a man or a woman has begun. This process of pulling back the layers, emptying of oneself, depth of character and spirit begins to come into view. Character, depth of a character, and the spirit of God begins to come into one's view. And spiritual bankruptcy that this world is full of becomes a thing of the past. Substitutes no longer work or satisfy when you allow God to be formed in your life. When you allow the Spirit of God to just get you, to pin you down. Until you say, God, I surrender. I want to do everything your way. I want to give it all to you, God. God, I'm not going to dodge. I'm not going to delay. I'm not going to avoid. But God, I'm going to give myself. I'm going to empty myself. That you might fill me up. And you might be formed in my life. I want that for me. But I also want that for you, for this church, to be a mature church that's wreaking havoc on the gates of hell. Because somewhere along the line, you got it. You grabbed a hold of it as a Jacob. you said, I won't let it go. I'm not letting it go. I'm going to get it. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands one more time before we close this service out tonight. God, we love you for Your Word. Thank You for Your Spirit, God. I pray, God, that You would move in this beautiful group of people. Not just right now, this service, God. Although we want that, God, tremendously. But God, I pray that when they go home, when when they come from work tomorrow, God, this weekend, God, throughout the next several days of this,
1: You, God. Lord, let us match
0: the visible with the invisible plan of perfection that you have for our church here tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God, glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah.